Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for giving us a new direction and a new life. Thank you for giving us everlasting joy. And Lord, we just pray September 20th. Be with us with a Bible study. Be with us as we learn. And help us to understand your words, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Isaiah 33.10 to 36.22. But the Lord says, now I will stand up. Now I will show my power and might. You Assyrians produce nothing but dry grass and stubble. Your own breath will turn to fire and consume you. Your people will be burned up completely, like thorn bushes cut down and tossed in a fire. Listen to what I've done, you nations far away, and you that are near acknowledge my might. The sinners in Jerusalem shake with fear. Terror seizes the godless. Who can live with this devouring fire? They cry. Who can survive this all-consuming fire? Those who are honest and fair, who refuse to profit by fraud, who stay far away from bribes, who refuse to listen to those who plot murder, who shut their eyes to all enticement to do wrong. These are the ones who will dwell on high. The rocks of the mountains will be their fortress. Food will be supplied to them. Amen. And they will have water in abundance. Your eyes will see the king in all his splendor. And you will see a land that stretches into the distance. You will think back into this time of terror asking, Where are the Assyrian officers? Who counted our towers? Where are the bookkeepers? Who recorded the plunder taken from our fallen city? You will no longer see these fierce, violent people with their strange, unknown language. Instead, you will see Zion as a place of holy festivals. You will see Jerusalem, a city quiet and secure. It will be like a tent whose ropes are taut and whose stakes are firmly fixed. The Lord will be our mighty one. He will be like a wide river of protection that no enemy can cross, that no enemy ship can sail upon. For the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. Wow. He will care for us and save us. The enemy's sails hang loose or on broken masts with useless tackle. Their treasure will be divided by the people of God. Even the lame will take their share. Amen. The people of Israel will no longer say we are sick and helpless, for the Lord will forgive their sins. Come here and listen, O nations of the earth. Let the world and everything in it hear my words. For the Lord is enraged against the nations. His fury is against all their armies. He will completely destroy them, dooming them to slaughter. Their dead will be left unburied, and the stench of rotting bodies will fill the land. 
The mountains will flow with their blood. The heavens above will melt away and disappear like a rolled up scroll. The stars will fall from the sky like withered leaves from a grapevine or shriveled figs from a fig tree. And when my sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall upon Edom. The nation I have marked for destruction. The sword of the Lord is drenched with blood and covered with fat, with the blood of lambs and goats with the fat of rams prepared for sacrifice. Yes, the Lord will offer a sacrifice in the city of Basra. He will make a mighty slaughter in Edom. Even men as strong as wild oxen will die. The young men alongside the veterans, the land will be soaked with blood and the soil enriched with fat. For it's the day of the Lord's revenge the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel. The streams of Edom will be filled with burning pitch, and the ground will be covered with fire. This judgment on Edom will never end. The smoke of its burning will rise forever. The land will lie desolate, no, deserted from generation to generation. No one will live there anymore. It will be haunted by the desert owl and the screech owl, the great owl and the raven. For God will measure the land carefully. He will measure it for chaos and destruction. It will be called the land of nothing, and its nobles will soon be gone. Thorns will overrun its palaces. Nestles and thistles will grow in its forts. <clears throat> the ruins will become a haunt for jackals and a home for owls. Desert animals will mingle there with hyenas. Their house is filling the night. Wild goats will bleat at one another among the ruins, and night creatures will come there to rest. There the owl will make her nest and lay her eggs. She will hatch her young and cover them with her wings, and the buzzards will come, each one with its mate. Search the book of the Lord and see what he will do. None of these birds and animals will be missing, and none will lack a mate. For the Lord has promised this, his spirit will make it all come true. He has surveyed and divided the land and deeded it over to those creatures, they will possess it forever, from generation to generation. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring, spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing with joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon. as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. The, there the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With this news strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. 
Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He's coming to save you. Amen. And when he comes, he'll open his eyes. Of, he'll comes. He'll open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer. Wow. And those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams and will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool. And the springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. March grass and neat and reeds and rushes will flourish, where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. <clears throat> it will be only for those who walk in God's ways. <clears throat> Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk in it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. Then the king of Assyria sent his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed. These are the officials who went out to meet with them. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asap, the royal historian. Then the Assyrian's king chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. <clears throat> this is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Who are you counting on? That you have reveled against me. On Egypt, if you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to me, We are trusting in the Lord our God. <coughs> but isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? I tell you what, strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops? even the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers. What's more, do you think we have invaded your land 
without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Then Elikim, Shivna, and Joah said to the Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in Aramaic, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. But Sennacherib's chief of staff replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people <clears throat> to hear it. For when we put the city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung and drink their own urine. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall, Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says, Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms that the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one, a land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards. Amen. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you by saying, The Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad? And what about the gods of Sheparvium? Did any god rescue Samaria from my power? What God or any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? So what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? But the people were silent and did not utter a word. Because Hezekiah had commanded them, do not answer him. Then Elikim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian, went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair, and they went in to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. Whoa. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was a lot of reading. A lot. <laughs> My voice. I enjoy the, um, uh, the prophecies of Jesus coming. Amen. For the Lord has promised this, His Spirit will make it all come true. And I like the other place where it says that the uh, when God's sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall upon Edom. Interesting, that's uh, 31, or, uh, uh, no, excuse me, 34, 5. It says, and when the sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall upon Eden. Mm -hmm. So again, when we pray, we're fighting about, you know, we're fighting against spiritual forces up there. Uh -huh. If we can see them and we can see how good our prayers are doing, we would do more. You know, we'd do more praising, more battle. And, and, and then 
the Lord will, will allow His promises to come to pass, you know, through worshiping God down here, through fighting in the battle, praising Him and thanking Him, or even speaking in tongues. Amen. It's beautiful. You know, and another thing, it sounds like Isaiah is, is inside the same town that um, <clears throat> he also lives there. Because I guess they already had it surrounded. They, the officials couldn't go out there and, and consult with him. He was already living in the town <coughs> when uh, King Hezekiah's officials went to go talk to him. And they, were, and they had their tails tucked under their legs. <clears throat> but who wouldn't, huh? <clears throat> and then it also talks about Jesus. Instead, he was Zion. He says, the Lord will be a mighty one. He will be a wide river of protection. Mm. Uh, the Lord is our refuge, our lawgiver, and our king. He will care for us and save us. I like to say uh, we are... Yeah. No, no, people of Israel <clears throat> will no longer say we are sick and helpless. Interesting. Right, for the like Lord that. forgives their sins. I like that. Because, you know, when we're sick and we're helpless and we're confused and, and nothing's going right and we got death, Mm-hmm. Problems and can satisfy our normal needs of uh-huh. of sleeping and eating. Amen. We are sick and helpless. Why? Because we're contaminated with sin. Amen. When the Lord forgives us of our sins, He strains us physically, morally, financially. Amen. That's right. Uh, spiritually, uh, socially, sociably. You got true friendships. Yeah. You got true friendships. I, you know, that's a real awesome uh, passage here that you've been, that you brought up. Um, you know, Israel is, uh, Jerusalem will be a, a quiet city, very secure. It will be like a tent whose ropes are top and whose stakes are firmly fixed. Um, that's in 20, um, 3320. So uh, it's just saying that it's going to be a, when I read that, it's a firmly stable, fixed rock that we can rely on, you know, uh, firmly fixed. The Lord will be our mighty one and he will be like a, like you said, a wide river of protection. I like what it says, that no enemy can cross. No enemy. Awesome, huh? Our salvation is secure. Yeah. Amen. And, um. And I love it. It's, the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. Amen. Amen. And, <clears throat> and he will care for us, and he's going to save us. That's such an awesome verse, because we can count on him to save us and take care of us. Um, Amen. Amen. And I like it says the enemy's sails hang loose on broken masts with useless tackle, and their treasure will be divided by the people of God. Amen. The treasure it. will be divided. Well, yes and amen to 30 of bars of gold. Yes and amen to 25 tons of gold. Amen. That's yes awesome. and amen to houses and riches and inheritance from fathers. I am rich, I am strong, and I have a prudent wife from the Lord. Amen. I am successful because the Lord is with me. I am healed. I am filled. I am rich. Um, let's see. 
you know, it, it, in number 3410, it says, This judgment on Edom will never end. See all the things that it says. For it's the day of the Lord's revenge, the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel. Uh -huh. And the ground will be covered with fire, and this judgment will never end on Edom. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it talks a lot about Jesus, and he says, Say to those fearful hearts, be strong. Well, that's what it is. Yes, uh, it starts on 35.1. Mm, yes. Uh -huh. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad. Mm -hmm. Yes, days. there will be abundance of flowers and singing of joy. Okay. Uh, there the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. Amen. Amen. Um, with the news, strengthen those who are tired hands and encourage those who are weak knees. Say to the fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. See, when you when you encourage somebody, mm. you can put that on a person. You can speak into them. Yes, yes. You have a person with a fearful heart that says, be strong yeah, and do not amen. fear. Hang amen. on to those words. That's right. Be still and take those words in your heart. Be yeah. strong and do not fear. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And you're going to get the plunder. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. That's what Amen. Jesus did. Amen. The lame will leap like a deer. And yes. those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Amen. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wastelands. See, that's what Jesus said. The water come forth from the belly. The parched ground will become a pool. The springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. The people of marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. And a great road to heaven will go through that once desert land. It will be named the highway of the holiness. You know, I've seen that in a vision. Mm. And it's the people of God procession in a parade. Mm. Amen. And they are strong, and they got they got flags, and they're waving them, and back and forth, and they're all heading to heaven. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along his course, nor any ferocious beast. In other words, the enemy will not be able right. to, to eat anybody. Only the redeemed will walk in it. Hallelujah! Amen. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing heaven, the new Jerusalem, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear in heaven, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Amen. Amen and amen to the word. <clears throat> Blessed be the word of the Lord that has gone amen. forth. But you did, you brought up a real good point where it said, um, there it's in number 30, I don't know, it's still 35, I think. Yeah, 35. Um, two, where it says there the Lord will display his glory the splendor of our God it says with this news strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees so it's kind of like um, instruction here for us to strengthen those who are, who are weary and um, and are very weak Weak maybe in their faith, weak in mm -hmm. not knowing the good news of Jesus Christ, not knowing the the hope of the gospel, the goodness of the gospel. So it's kind of like saying, you know, it's our job to strengthen those people who, you know, who are struggling. You know, 
not knowing the good news. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it's interesting how they're questioning, like, where is he getting his direction from? You know, the king of Assyria, like, who, where, who, why is he counting on? Who is he counting on? Why They wanted to know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but then they said up here, isn't he one that insulted the Lord because he pulled down all the altars? Um, but the Assyrians, oh, the Assyrians are saying, the Lord himself told us to attack this land and destroy it. Okay, uh, reading Galatians 5, 13, 26. Uh -huh. um, 5, 13, 26. Mm -hmm. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't you use freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out, beware of destroying one another. So I, Paul, let the Holy Spirit guide you lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity... Lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfishness, ambition, deception, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit will produce this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another, or be jealous, jealous of one another. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, he says that these there's no law against these things. Uh -huh. It means that uh, they're spiritual in nature. Uh -huh. they're, they're, in other words, you think about them and you have control. You know, kindness, patience, Amen. peace, eminent, flowing love and acceptance of others. 
all those things, it's a spiritual conduit, you know, you, you switched over from fighting, uh, jealousies, you know, I mean, when I go to AA, I should say, when I came in here, I had sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, playboy books, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, no pain, you know, just go down the list. <laughs> you know, you wake people up, you know. <laughs> oh, are, are, we, are we being recorded? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's interesting. It, it says here, okay, so he's, he's telling them that your, the sinful nature always does evil, the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants or does or mm -hmm. guides you to, right? Don't be surprised when sinners sin. So, yeah, so, but... Um, or non-believers. So, but it says, but I like this one, it says, but when you're directed by the Spirit, you're not under obligation to the law of Moses. Oh, I see that. So what I'm thinking is that the law causes you to sin. Mm. So as much as you try to keep all these rules and regulations, you know, it's going to cause you to stumble. The more you try not to do, you know... Um, the sinful things, the lustful pleasures of the flesh, you know, operating, trying on your own self-effort, you, you fall. And so, because you're not under the spirit, which is being operating in the new covenant where the Holy Spirit comes and it's inside of us now because God sent the comforter, the guider, you know, the one who guides us uh, and so forth. So you're really not, you know, operating under the, the Holy Spirit. You're Amen. really doing something else on your own, on your own strength. So um, when I read this, you know, it, you can really easily perceive this. Well, you're, if you're going to wild parties, if you're you're drunk, if you're, you know, selfish and this and angry, it says. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. And where is the kingdom of God? It's inside of us, right? It's within us. So you're really not tapping into the power of the kingdom because these other things have your attention. And so therefore what happens is you're not going to have that abundant life. Because when you're doing these things, there's always a consequence to a sin you know, um, that takes place. So, you know, DUIs, there's there's just, you know, uh, promiscuity, uh, sexual immorality, you know, you're, it's opposite of the fruit of the Spirit, but I'm just thinking, it doesn't mean you're not going to, if you're saved, I, I don't think it means like, maybe some, maybe there are people battling these things that are jealous. doesn't mean that they're not going to get into heaven, but isn't they're not going to inherit the kingdom, which is a a way of life to to live in the supernatural realms and power of God that you 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 know you have the you know the power of God flowing through you. Amen. <clears throat> so it's, it says to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Right. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Amen. I think here's here's the problem. For the whole law can be summed up as one command. Love yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh. 
The problem is that we don't wait enough on God to understand His love, to love ourselves. If I knew how much, that takes a lot of reading of the Johns, First John 1-5, to over and over, like washing a dirty rug, you keep with cleaning water, you know, and through your own life experiences, knowing how much God loves you, that's why people kill themselves because they don't yeah. understand how much love there's yeah. out there because mm-hmm. they're fretting too much. They're contaminated. Yeah. These things are inside. They're like viruses, you know, lust, drunkenness, wild parties defending for themselves. That's why when AA comes in, they're, 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 they have to sit down and be quiet and these things are not activated. What they see is a demonstration of the fruit of love, joy, peace. They see it. And then their their God-given activator will say, I want some of that, or it gives them a chance to, to choose that, and they call that a spiritual awakening. May, you know, you just, I didn't know that I didn't know. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's wonderful to see uh, yeah. automatically happening. Yeah, you know, I think that's a good point you just brought up. It says that, um, you know, We've been called to live a life of freedom, and to sum up the law in one command is you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, you can't really love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. Like, you don't view yourself as worthy. You don't view yourself as um, a child of God. You don't view yourself as a a king or a queen, priests and prophets. you, you don't have a good view of yourself, and therefore, what does that do? You get envious of what other people have, what they... What they look like, um, you know, you get into these other things which are you're trying to satisfy something because there's something missing inside of you, and um, you know, just got well, you know, to know who you are. Inside, I had a hard time with that because I didn't, I didn't read the Word of God. I didn't read yeah. the promises. Mm-hmm. Right. I read them a lot, but you know, I was just cons- trying to consume so many promises, but to. To take a promise and make it part of your left arm is takes time. You carry it with you, you read it in all translations, uh-huh. and you you drive it home and you, you make the promise, the words through your actions become spiritual. And they take root and they grow in heaven and then God blesses the word and you, and you become, um, what? Um, something just came to me. With all these things that are that take place, the quarreling, the hostility, the outbursts, and the jealousy, and the drunkenness, and all that. And that's still among Christian circles. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're not in... So, basically, oh gosh, Lord, where, what was my point, Lord? I had a pretty good point that you gave me. Um, so these things... Uh, it, it had something to do with you, what you said. It was kind of triggering the response. What did you just say? I say that the, that you have to you have to study the Word of God. Yes. And get it in your heart. Oh, Thirty days. No, no, thank you, thank you. Well, here's the here's the point. When you do these things, and you have the Spirit of God inside of you, you condemn yourself. Or if you're operating under self-efforts, you condemn yourself when you do these things. So now guess what? You know. So where, where's the promise and there's no condemnation? So you, have, you know, they told me in 1984 to memorize that in a seminar. Mm-hmm. Did I memorize it? 
No, I'd like another 20 years of struggling with it. <laughs> but I mean, the, there's the, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I had a, the, pro, the other problem you, you made me realize is that I didn't say is acceptance. You have to accept the Word of God at face value. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any faith, any trust, any hope to accept. I'm talking about early 80s when I first got saved. Acceptance, to accept an incredible promise, and God shall supply all your needs according to Ha! How's that going to happen? Is he going to put, you know? But when it becomes real, and you say, wow, that scripture came true, it's because you worked it in. Remember when we were kids and you said a lie, and by the fifth time you said it, you started to believe it? Say, I went to school. I went to school. Then after you get happy because, hey, I did go to school. You're believing your own lie. People can believe their own lies, yeah. and then yeah. that becomes denial. Yeah. In other words, we also can believe the truth by three by five cards in yeah. repetition. Mm-hmm. We we write some incredible. I like, th- I like that. You know, we and when you just got to look at it and assimilate mm-hmm. it, assimilate yeah. it, and by the fifth time, our believer. That's the reason God was was sore with us is because we didn't even believe in Christ. We didn't believe in nature. We didn't believe in in natural. You know, we had lost our believer because of sin. And boy, that's a lot of, you know, you know, you can't hold water. You don't have any power. You can't hold uh, appointments in relationships if your believer is gone. <laughs> you know, those who even believe in my name will be saved. That's how strong belief is. I believe and I receive that God is here. He's hearing our words and he's blessing us today with success and prosperity immaculate goal and we're getting our, our spoils and we're receiving our, we receive our our, our, our our inheritance in Jesus name Satan is defeated by, by the, the blood, blood of the Lamb, lamb and the word we are of more our than conquerors and we're demonstrating the, the kingdom of God through amen. Jesus Christ and giving amen. Christ the glory and the Father the glory due amen. amen I declare that the kingdom of God is here that's from Rockville. <laughs> pray, pray the Psalms. Honor God who takes notice of the innocents who suffer and are forgotten. Honor God who takes notice of the innocent who suffer mm. and are forgotten. Psalm 64, wow. 1 through 10. Mm. Oh God, listen to my complaint. Protect my life from my enemy's threats. Hide me from the plots of the evil mob. From this gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fiercely. They encourage each other to do evil and plan, and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask, as they plot their crimes, they say. We have devised a perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning. But God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them. Their own tongues will ruin them. Look at that. You ever see? And all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. Then everyone will be afraid. They will proclaim the mighty acts of God and realize all the amazing things He does. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in Him. And those who do what is right will praise Him. That's beautiful, huh? That's... Uh-huh. Again, that's a great scripture to put on uh, on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> we got room. Then everyone will be afraid. Okay, we need to fear God with good. We and we proclaim the mighty acts of God, proclaiming them. Yeah. 
I mean, that's speaking them out. Proclaim, even even claiming them. Proclaiming, claiming the mighty acts of God. And realize all the amazing things he does by, by cr- proclaiming them. Yeah. I proclaim I have houses and riches through mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus. Yeah. I proclaim that God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I proclaim that I have inheritance from fathers. I proclaim that I have a prudent wife as from the Lord. I Amen. proclaim I am youthful. I am strong. I proclaim that I, I, I do not fear. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in him. We know we're Somebody in the, we're in the kingdom of God, and those who do what is right, you know, our actions will praise Him, or acknowledge Him, or mm. thank Him. Mm. Proverbs twenty three twenty three. Get the truth and never sell it. Get the truth and never sell it. Wow, it seems like we can we can get the truth, but we can become foolish, never sell mm. it, or we're we're trying to get somebody else to get the truth and we lose it. That happens to you, and you're on a good diet, and you're, it's working for you, and you share it with one too many persons, and then you lose, you lose it. I've done that hundreds of times, you know. Uh, and get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. All wow. these things: wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. That's beautiful. Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-three. Anything else, babe? It just says, you know, it just like, when you go back to Proverbs chapter three and four. Which talks about, you know, the best thing to do is have wisdom and understanding to get that. And here it just repeats that. Get wisdom. Get yeah, wisdom. but it, it, and good judgment, but it has discipline. I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. I hadn't seen that before. It has discipline, and discipline yeah. is, is three by five cars, memorizing, right. getting our knees, right. trying to memorize some scripture that if we have a problem or a need, take a promise. Amen. You know? Amen. Like a, the, the godly will have red, red chariots. Mm-hmm. Brand new chariots. Or all the promises we just read. We have to put them in three by five cars and start proclaiming God yeah, to heavens, you know. Yeah, we declare that we're going to... What was that scripture that said in, in Isaiah? That we're going to take the bounty or what? Yeah, it's, um, it says that... It says uh, that the enemy's sails are hung loose, hang loose on broken mass with useless tackle... Their treasure will be divided by the people of God. Amen. The so that, people of God. For the Lord has promised this, and His Spirit will make it all come true. I like that. When I read that, that went right into my spirit. If the Lord has promised it, He'll make it happen. And there will be abundance of flowers singing in joy. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God. There will be abundance of flowers and singing in joy. We, Lord, we declare that we will proclaim... Take the riches and, and divide the spoil, Lord God. Thank you for the bounty, Lord. May we receive it yesterday, man. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for greatness. Your greatness. Amen. Amen. Greatness. Adios.